Hi, you're listening to Oh Hey Heather, Tell Me a Story. Real stories, real experiences, by real people. I hope you enjoy. What a day. What a week. A lot of fun things to come and a lot of time preparing for them. And, uh... I don't know. I've been having, I've been at odds a little bit over nothing that I don't want to talk about because I don't want to, you know, how today is. Well, anyway, I'm in a weird place of not knowing how to deal with a possible, like, division of a loved one that I'm not wanting to have happen and <laughs> not sure what to do about it because I don't feel like. I've been even able to talk about it or ask questions or find out why they feel the way they feel. But anyway, I was thinking about the past. I mean, growing up and knowing this person my whole life there, you know, and then I was like reflecting on different times we've had differences and how did we get over those differences? Maybe there's a way we can figure out like that same commonality that brought us together can be what we use again to get through yet another weird circumstance that it's hard for people to understand. And I was realizing that once again, here's, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to now relive what I remember through his eyes to see if I can fathom what that was like before trying to understand where we're at today. And that I do that a lot. And I learned a lot because we, uh, I had a good friend send a photo of us three years ago at an event, and I remember, and it was a blast. It was like a bunch of us all got together and carpooled and went to this event, and um, things got a little out of control, but, I mean, we're talking middle-aged people, so it's not like, you know, there were cops involved or anything like that. It was just more of a, we were probably a little too loud, a little too silly, and just funny, and she sent it in a group text, and what's funny is every one of us had something to add in about that night that was so funny, but none of them were the same. And a couple of them I didn't even remember until they brought it up. And I was like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. That's hilarious. And we all did it together. And we were like, that's so funny. So if that can happen in any situation, that can happen good or bad. So I've been really trying to see both sides. And I feel like that's been my biggest struggle in my professional life is I feel like I'm trying very hard, whether right, wrong, or indifferent, to listen to each person's true perspective or vantage point of how the story is that they see so that I can help figure out the conflict, whether it be between people or a person and things like systems or, you know, vendors or whatever, but help solve it. Even like scheduling problem, like whatever is a problem, like trying to get all the vantage points of it so that you can kind of get all your angles and decide how you want to go in. It's kind of like when you're playing pool and you're getting ready to take a shot and you see that, you know, you could hit this stripe over here, you could hit this stripe here, this stripe here, and you walk around and you walk around and you walk around and you look at every single angle until you're like, you know what, this is the shot I want to take. And I'm really trying to get everyone to do that because I feel like that's the way we can all get out of this problem that we're all having because there's so many inconsistencies about like you can't go one or the other like you can't do a or b because there's so much in the middle and there's wrong things in everything and we know everything is 
got a piece of wrong in all of it. Like, everywhere you go, there's a 5 or 10% spoilage of people, actions, and it affects the entire thing. Kind of like when you have a big old hunk of cheese, if there's a drop of mold on it, you're probably tossing the whole block instead of cutting the mold chip out. And the mold keeps growing and growing and growing if you don't do anything about it because you're like, ah, it's just a small one. You got to cut it out right away or you got to throw it away. There is no other way. And by that, I mean, obviously, analogy, parting ways and not dealing with that problem if it's not one you can fix or live with over cycling, repeating, repeating, repeating. What's that thing? Happens once, shame on me, twice, shame on you. No, once, shame on you, twice, shame on me. Back to the story. I started thinking about the relationships I have with some people that I think are really good and recalling one, like, the past that I remember that I'm still trying to figure out how to share because I think it's powerful stories that can help a lot of people because they're just so crazy. Like, you're, you're going to say, nah on, nah on. Yeah, it, yeah. And the way you learn and turn it into something better and, you know, the whole upcycle. Uh, but I don't want to be remembered as that girl. That's my thing is I'm thinking the people in that chapter of my life probably will always remember me as that girl unless I do something more significant. Because if I do something more significant, then it redefines who I am based on how they've framed me up. Ugh. I'm trying to figure out what that is and every day I'm listening and I'm listening and I'm reading every, you know, daily books and awakenings and Jesus callings and looking at the sky and the flowers and thinking about all these things that I keep thinking. And I think that's why I've been podcasting so much because I don't want to ruin the good times I have with people who really don't want to talk about these kind of deep discussions. So if I say them in the air and record them, I get them out and it's okay. So... I also know that what I say or do is an influence. Everyone can influence everyone else. That's why we're all being influenced into one bucket or another right now because it's not facts that are weaved together to let you see the entire ball you want to shoot on the course. It's specifically blinders on to tell you that this is the way the ball is and this is the one you should shoot and this is why you should shoot it. And if you don't shoot it, I'm not going to like you and we're not going to be friends because that's the way you should do it. And here we are. So I need to think of something more significant. And I was, all of a sudden, my mind went to George Clooney. How many of you know that George Clooney got his start in the public eye or, you know, in a public career of film on the facts of life? And he probably had something even before that, but that's where he, like, started to make it a career where he didn't have to probably do waiting on the side or something. Although I think he's from a big family, so I don't know. I'm not even going to go there. But he had to keep doing something more significant to where now he's just George Clooney. And you're like, he's his own brand and you have all these movies and wonderful things and blah, 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 blah. Everyone's always trying to get something more significant than the next. And that's okay, but it depends on what you're doing it for. If you're doing it for fame and fortune that's not sustainable. I mean, it's okay, but you got to do it because you're just driven to do more for your own personal self. And it shows in everywhere you go, who's doing it for that versus who's just doing it for the next pat on the back or attaboy. And I think that's why people that are up to that level do it more in authentic ways. 
But then I started thinking about Hollywood and how anytime you hear anyone, comedians, you know, today you hear people talking about all the stories and it sounds to me like even if you're talented, which they clearly are talented and gifted in these arts that they do because they're arts and that not everyone can do them. If everybody can do them, you know, everybody would. But the way you have to basically sell yourself out, compromise yourself in any way, shape, or form to attain it, it just isn't attainable. And I know Hollywood is just one example of the way everybody does it, but when you sell yourself out to move up another step on the ladder, it makes the ladder not very strong because some of the steps are missing. And the biggest fear everyone has is falling back down because if you think about it, what's the worst thing? I mean, sure, you're George Clooney, but I'm sure, like, Tootie and Natalie and Joe are probably living very nicely in the life that the most of us attain to have in America, which is what I have. And while everyone is, here goes the language, but in Hollywood, it sounds like everyone's either had to, like, suck a dick or hide a big secret or let someone pee on someone else or get drugged and seduced or forced into some weird role or maybe you have to sign away 50% of your rights or you lose the things you've created or you have to uh, do all these contracts with other movies. Like either way, you're like giving things up. But aren't we all giving up time or money one way or another? I mean, how many people want to go sit at a desk for eight hours a day and measure spreadsheets so that they can go home and make a nice steak dinner. So I guess we all do a trade of some kind of goods so that we can get money, but I don't remember the last time I had to do any of those things to get my job. But they do happen everywhere because egomaniacs that are allowed to be in control and let the majority stay silent are the ones who are the the maniacal, deep, diabolical, whatever, whatever. That's why I love what Einstein says about how you need to... uh, that evil isn't the worst thing. It's those that stand by and let it happen. Like, that's horrible. So that's why I'm just trying to be spoken up and listen to all sides and not talk out of my butt, but talk out of my heart and try to help people see all the lies, tales, exaggerations. And I'm in, like, this weird world of this is 1992 all over again. But back to the Hollywood story of George Clooney and being more significant, I think that significance is what you attain it to be and those you allow to witness or have perspective with it. So I'm trying to make things in my life value and I pray about it a lot and I I just want to try to continually be my better self so that I can figure out what my purpose truly is because I really don't think it's sitting at a desk doing spreadsheets and it's sure as hell is not trying to sell out my soul so that I can have a gated community with a fancy mansion and covers on a magazine so that I can sell out and influence you to hate your life and loathe and fight one another so that you can all be in the hell that they're in which is really no freedom at all. They're being forced into all these different acts that they have to do just so that they can continually get acting roles and get gigs and be on TV. But guess what? Y'all are ruining and destroying the very people who fund the entire machine that make it happen. So as you're all pretending to be left because you're afraid you're not going to get a job, you're not going to have a job anyway because nobody's going to pay for that shit. Nobody wants to go see it. It's all dick now. I don't even care. Hell, we canceled Netflix because of all of the 
production companies that are in there and owned by Obama and all them people, and they're, they're doing it to try and influence and indoctrinate us through our binging habits that have been developed. It's just bad. And then they see what you're streaming and watching, so they all know exactly who you're going to vote for anyway. I don't even know why we're arguing about driver's licenses, but I sure as hell would rather have someone show me a driver's license so I know who they are. I'm going to have to show everybody a freaking white piece of card to prove that I put some type of chemical into my body because I want to be compliant and let everybody like me again so that I don't have to wear Kleenex on my face in case I happen to sneeze. So I guess I'm going to have to have an ID to vote because you're already destroying my health privacy. And I feel pretty darn healthy and amazing. weirdo we have this thing that's so weird and it was engineered by humans and we don't know what it is and we're trying to break it apart and figure it out but nobody will tell us anything that they know about nothing but they're going to be able to cure it all right now and the only way you're going to do it is if you let them inject you with it and get a card to prove it so that people will let you come over to their freaking barbecue meanwhile you can't even figure out how to cure the common cold or flipping cancer because well it's a little too lucrative i suppose all them damn lobbyists been paying everybody for so long. Hell, that's why they're dumping all the plastics in our water and clothes and hair and everything else. They, have, they got their own machine to keep feeding, and that's their wallets. And we're all just here like, dear, dear, I'm going to go dig up some more coal and, and go to work and mop your floor and clean a toilet and get a slushy. Which, by the way, I think it's hilarious that we have to go to places like doctor's offices and you're wearing a mask on your face, but nobody cleans the chairs in between the waiting rooms and you all sit your butts on the same damn toilet. No one's cleaning that crap. I guess your ass cheeks are a lot safer than your face. I don't know where I'm going with this. I think I do. I just want to help everybody. I want to look at different vantage points. I don't want people to be mad anymore. This is all propaganda. This is all stirring the pot. It's like the guy that walks in the room and just tries to push people around until somebody will take the bait. I don't want to take the bait. I don't want to fall for any of this. Let's not fall for any of this. Let's talk about stuff. Let's figure it out. I mean, the same people that are saying you can alter your body and do whatever you want to it. And it's your body, your choice, and blah, 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 are also saying you have to go get this thing. Which is like totally the opposite of what they're saying. They're saying you have a choice unless it's this thing, and then they don't want that, and then they don't want to talk to you about it. But we want to have little kids, little innocent children, start to decide what their sexuality is before they even understand what that means. And they, they can't even be kids anymore. They're just starting them younger and younger just to be a part of the weird woke thing or whatever that is. I don't even know. Golly. And I just feel like things are getting stressed and stressed everywhere because we have constipation, confrontation. No one wants to confront nothing, but man, you feel better, don't you? It's like everybody's walking around having to take a really bad shit. Just go find the toilet and wipe the COVID off of it and take a seat. <sighs> Feels good to exhale. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. And there you have it, another episode of Oh Hey Heather. I hope it has made you think of a story of your own, or how you could relate to this one, or if anything, just something you could enjoy. Thanks everyone, and have a great one.